Well, here it comes. Oh, my goodness. Kick and chase by Mullins. Kick and chase again by Mullins. It's a miracle. Oh, yeah. What about that one? It's Dolo. Unbelievable. Aguero. Welcome back to the Racing and Sports Punters Pod on this Monday, August the 8th, as we take an almost daily deep dive into the delights of sports betting. Jimmy Buckley with you, trying to help build a bank balance once more. And I'll be honest, I'm still trying to catch my breath after another frantic weekend on and off the field. Winners included Nick Kyrgios, the Canadian women's beach volleyball team, and AFL statisticians after Collingwood and Geelong both racked up 11 straight wins. On the losing side of the coin, we had a lacklustre Manchester United, a very disappointing Western Bulldogs, and a soon-to-be financially hit and potentially suspended Ricky Stewart after his extraordinary personal attack on Penrith's Jamin Salmon. The Raiders coach taking serious umbrage with Salmon appearing to kick out at hooker Tom Starling during the Panthers' big win. We could go on, but we must look ahead. And to help me do that, I have Jake Altieri back in the chair to continue our preview of the forthcoming NFL season. Welcome, Jake. And uh, looks like it was a pretty reasonable weekend on the punt. Yeah, if you are hopefully staked correctly, you would have uh, come away with a win. I think we were three from four. The Essendon Bombers not only caused me a lot of heartbreak on Saturday afternoon, but they also cost us the multi that we put forward on Friday afternoon. How did your boys go over in the uh, Scottish leagues? Yeah, one and one. Uh, Aberdeen won very comfortably. Uh, Dundee United got rolled last night by Livingston. Maybe they were just uh, riding that high a little bit too much after their European triumph. However, Bayern Munich did us a big favour, I thought, there on Friday night against Frankfurt. We were going for over four and a half goals and that finished 5-1. In fact, they may have banged in five by half time. So uh, they certainly got the memo, which was nice. But most importantly, I think, and the greatest one so far that's appeared on this podcast, the Canadian women's beach volleyball team took the gold medal last night with a 2-1 win over Australia. And Jake, you were pretty excited when we came in this morning. Yeah, I'd be more excited if I could see the money in my account. Uh, (laughs) But I think Ladbrokes have got a question mark above my account name at the moment. They're, They're wondering, first of all, why is he betting on this? And second of all, how is this one? And third of all, why do we have a market on this? If we played by the rankings, it was almost a no-brainer. Australia took the first set. Well done to them. And it looked shaky midway through the second set for the Canadians. But in the end, they had I think they had five match points early this morning. And they were able to, uh, after a couple of nervy serves, get the job done. I think one of the Australians hit the net and we won. And we'll move on to the NFL, the East this week. We certainly do. And just quickly there, well done to Vanuatu for securing a bronze medal in that very event. The East Divisions, and we're going to start in the NFC. 
which is, of course, made up by the Dallas Cowboys, the Philadelphia Eagles, the Washington Commanders under a new guise this season, and the New York Giants. This was probably the weakest division two seasons ago in the NFL. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys set the pace last season and finished 12-5 and five to emerge as clearly the strongest team in this division. However... The Philadelphia Eagles, I suspect, are going to make a pretty big play for it over the course of the next five or six months. Jake, first up, mate, what are your thoughts? What's your assessment of the NFC East this season? Pretty weak, isn't it? <laughs> Honestly, it's uh, it's one of those divisions where you could almost have them in order if it wasn't for so many ups and downs and how often the Cowboys tend to throw things away or get unlucky or... Things like that. I mean, I think even last year they were doing well during the season and then crucial moment in the game, they've put the ball down to spike it and stop the clock. And the umpires come through and bump the big fella that's about to hike it back to Dak Prescott and cost them the win. The timer ran out and they went out, well, they went down without a chance of winning the game. So I think the Dallas Cowboys are the one to beat once again. They did lose Amari Cooper during the free agency period, which is a pretty big loss for him. But hopefully Dak Prescott can stay fit and healthy. And although I do think the Philadelphia Eagles will challenge them this year, I can't go past Dallas Cowboys winning the division once again. Yeah, fair enough. So just a couple of points here. Now, this one is interesting. I I did mention Dallas won the division last season. You know, in the NFC East, there's been no back-to-back winners since 2004, which was the fourth year of a winning run put together by the Philadelphia Eagles behind Donovan McNabb, their great quarterback from about 20 years ago. So if you do like stats and history, there is a, there is something for you. It goes to prove the chaotic nature of the NFC East. And look, just on the Philadelphia Eagles, they seem to have strengthened, I would have thought, over the offseason. Jalen Hurts, the quarterback, showed plenty of good signs last year. And you would think uh, can go to another level, hopefully, for the Eagles. Uh, I really like the look of their coach, young Nick Sirianni. He seems to be shaking things up in the league, which I think is fantastic. And their opening month or so is actually reasonably favourable, I think. They get Detroit, Minnesota uh, in Philadelphia, then Washington, then the Jaguars. I mean, you could easily make a case for them going 4-0 to start the year, whereas the Cowboys... They go Tampa Bay to start with, then the Cincinnati Bengals, who we uh, waxed lyrical about last week, and then the New York Giants. I mean, the Giants aren't much chop, but still, they could easily be one and two to start the year. Yeah, well, we thought the Vikings weren't going to be too bad this upcoming season either, so Philly may be three and one, but obviously that means they'll have a two-game advantage straight away over the Cowboys, but the Eagles seem to be a bit hit and miss there. Still a young side, I believe. I mean, Jalen Hurts hasn't been around for too long. He's shown plenty of potential, has as Devontae Smith, and bringing in A.J. Brown as another offensive target will only do him well. Sirianni, they were calling for his head early last year, but he seemed to steady the ship towards the end of last season, and hopefully we'll have a decent battle towards the top end. And even though Washington have brought in Carson Wentz and a couple of other bits and bobs. I don't really see them challenging for these these top two positions, just the same as the Giants. Carson, of course, back in the familiar surrounds of the NFC East, where he did, of course, win a Super Bowl about five years ago as the backup quarterback 
with the Philadelphia Eagles and uh, heading to Washington. That will become his third team in the last three years after one season at the Indianapolis Colts. I think he was there last year. Uh, they went 7-10 and 10 last year as the Washington Football Club. They've come out with a rebrand now as the Commanders. Like you say, Carson Wentz will be the key to their fortunes this year. The New York Giants, uh, who went 4-13 and 13 last year, which I think might have been their fifth or sixth straight year where they'd won no more than six games over the course of a season. They've got a young quarterback in Daniel Jones. And interestingly, the Giants have declined the fifth-year option for Jones for 2023, which essentially puts his head on the chopping block. I think they're saying to him, righto, pal, we'll give you one more year and then we're going to the draft. Show us what you got. That's a tough That's a tough one for Daniel Jones because uh, I don't think they're much chop the Giants. But anyway, he's more than welcome to prove us wrong here on the Racing and Sports Punters pod. What have you settled on betting-wise here, Jake? Uh, well, we touched on that market last week with the Cincinnati Bengals and the Baltimore Ravens where they can finish top two in any order. And I think the $2.15 that you're getting about the Cowboys and the Philadelphia Eagles to finish one, two, any order is pretty good value, I believe, as we were just touching on then. We don't see Washington or the Giants making a case to finish anywhere near the top or anywhere in a playoffs race. So I think two loss 15 about Cowboys and Philadelphia finishing one, two is pretty good. I don't mind the look of Philadelphia at $2.80 with sports bet to win the division. I think that'll give you a run right through to the end of the season. I really quite like the look of the Giants. Under 7.5 wins at $1.70. And if you really want to extrapolate that out a little bit further, you can get $15 about the Giants having the worst regular season record, which, again, may well be worth just a little throw at the stumps to see how you go. Because I think you'll get a fair run with that one under the belt as well. Yeah, well, hopefully the Jags are a bit better with Trevor Lawrence into his second year, but they will give you a very, very big sight, I believe, the Giants. Now, moving on to the AFC East, and many shrewd minds believe this division could well produce the Super Bowl winner this season. I am, of course, speaking of the mighty Buffalo Bills, led by Josh Allen, who... Could well shape as, uh, as the MVP over the course of this season. I think he's set for a huge year. The Bills went 11-6 and six last year. Got a little bit unlucky in the playoffs. I think they're paying $1.50 with Ladbrokes to win the AFC East. Uh, they're up against the New England Patriots, the Miami Dolphins, and the New York Jets, who are paying roughly $5.50, $5.21 a piece to win this division. What do you make of it all, Jake? I think this is a lot more interesting than the NFC East. I think the Bills do rate themselves and all the markets have them as that number one selection, not only for the regular season, but into the Super Bowl as well. They're currently Super Bowl favourites and it's hard to go past them with the season that they had last year. Behind them, though, it's a pretty interesting race, especially for those second and third positions uh, with the Miami Dolphins and New England Patriots. And I guess the Jets are just milling around in fourth, rebuilding and getting ready for hopefully launch another attack in the years to come. <laughs> Gee whiz, we've been waiting for a while since probably Joe Namath was throwing the ball. The uh, NFC, it's pretty grim. Well, I guess the same could be said for the Jets. <laughs>
I found it quite difficult to, to nail something here. I mean, like I said, a dollar fifty for the Bills to win the division. There's certainly no cream there, really. Uh, I know you can get, uh, I think, a dollar seventy roughly about the Bills to go over eleven and a half wins for the season, which looks pretty safe. I would have thought on face value, but look at their early schedule. Buffalo runs into the LA Rams, the Tennessee Titans, the Miami Dolphins, the Baltimore Ravens, the Kansas City Chiefs, and the Green Bay Packers in their first month and a half of football this season. So they're going to want to be on their bike pretty early, I think, or else uh, they could be facing a bit of an uphill struggle for the remainder of the season. Yeah, well, at least if you look at it that way, we might get a gauge on them relatively early, especially through the Chiefs and the Packers and the likes who we expect to be, and the Bengals, I should say, all heading towards deep into the playoffs and into the Super Bowl. So 11.5 wins... Seems a bit iffy. What they have last year, 11, and with a tough run in the first sort of six, seven, eight weeks, it's, you'd almost go unders there, but I haven't looked too far into the second half of their schedule in the second half of the season, so they could end up on a big undefeated run heading in towards the playoffs. What are your thoughts then on the rest of this division? Interesting. New England, um, the Patriots, I'm not quite sure what to do with them. They've made a few minor changes, it seems, throughout the off season, but as a betting proposition, I'm pretty happy to let them through to the keeper. I'm just not quite sure how to read them coming into this upcoming season. Mac Jones was pretty good last year, stepping in for Brady, and they were all wondering what who was going to be the next Brady, and of course there won't be another one. But he's doing quite well in that position at quarterback for such a big franchise. I've put down here in my notes that I was reading a couple of things, and people have already said that the Jets could be within playoff contention I read that and that I'm not sure if they're just positive minded or if they genuinely are so I'm pretty happy to have them through to the keeper as well but the one I'm pretty keen on are the Dolphins they brought in Tyreek Hill huge positive they won eight games last year but it's a big year for Tua Tungavaloa fair play trying to pronounce that the worst part <laughs> is I watched a YouTube video on how to pronounce it and I still butchered it <laughs> Tungavaloa so he's got a big chance to make a name for himself. And they do did bring in a new head coach that is very offensive-minded. And the first thing he said to Tua was, let's make you as great as you can be. They've brought in the right players. And I think I've got them to have over eight-and-a-half-season wins. And there is a market that you can get over nine-and-a-half-season wins. And I wouldn't be too opposed to it either. So what's that paying, Jake? So dollar eighty for over, over eight-and-a-half-season wins with Ladbrokes. But if you move over to Bet365, they do have over nine and a half season wins. It's $2.30. So if we can pay attention through the preseason and early in the year, that might be a bit of value there at $2.30. As I said, they did win eight games last year. Gee whiz. Okay, so $2.30 over nine and a half wins. I think uh, you may have found one there. I don't think I can buy into the Jets making a playoff run narrative. It seems a little bit uh, delusional to me. They only won four matches last year. They have improved defensively, but they'd want to have. I think they were the worst defensive side last season. And they do, of course, have Joe Flacco at quarterback, but, geez, they'd want to make some improvements if they're wanting to be playing the playoffs. Yeah, I think they're minus 194 points against so they've got a bit of ground to make up and so I've got it here in the notes. I don't really quite believe it. But yeah, there are a couple of things that I'm reading that at some stage in the year, they may be in playoff contention. So 
I'm not sure how early or how late, but yeah, as you said, I'm not really subscribing to that theory. I suspect before a ball is kicked. Well, first game of the preseason. <laughs> <laughs> is there anything else from the AFC East that you're liking? Yeah, so if we keep going on with the Buffalo Bills being the ones to beat in the AFC East, I think him throwing over 35 and a half touchdowns this season is pretty good value. That's currently $1.87 with Ladbrokes. Of course, he is quite the rushing prowess as well. He has quite the rushing prowess. So 35 and a half throwing touchdowns is what we're talking about here, not total. He did throw 37 the year before last and 36 last year. So over 35 and a half isn't out of the realm of possibility. And they have brought in a, they did draft a running back in those most recent drafts. So that gives more, not only running options, but passing options as well. So I think over 35 and a half throwing touchdowns for Josh Allen at $1.87 is worth a dabble. I like that a lot, Jake. Thank you, mate. So just to recap, back to the NFC East, Jake's best there is the $2.15 Quinella, the Dallas Cowboys and the Philadelphia Eagles, which looks a very, very good bet, I would have thought. On top of that, we don't mind the look of the Eagles to win the division outright at $2.80 with sports bet. The New York Giants under 7.5 wins at $1.70. But if you're feeling very adventurous, maybe just throw a little bit the way of the New York Giants to have the worst regular season record at $15, if you don't mind. And in the AFC East, uh, we've potentially found a couple for you here too. The Dolphins, over 9.5 wins, pays $2.30 with Bet365. Or you can just peg it back a shade and go over eight and a half wins and get yourself about a dollar eighty, depending on where you shop. And Josh Allen of the Buffalo Bills to throw over thirty five and a half touchdowns, paying a dollar eighty seven in a season where the Bills are expected to make a very deep run towards the Super Bowl. Jake, thank you very much for that, mate. No worries, thank you very much, and it'll be good to uh, look at you again after we've been facing each this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We'll have to find a new direction next week. Might go south, I think. Oh, that could be dangerous. Until then, happy punting.